Broken Bulbs is a proud member of the Create Fine and is produced by Mecco Radio. They're not going to do it with you. You've really, we've been at odds now for a year. Um, you got to go, you know, and I'll buy you out. You know, let me, based on what we're doing, here's a, here's a fair rate. And he was like, I will never sell. And I was like, that is not good. <laughs> so, you know, um, to, to save you through all the, the, the six months of drama I went through, I basically just said, hey, if you are not going to leave and you're not going to grow it, then I'm going to shut it down, unfortunately. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators, and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I am joined for the third time by Tizer Evans. Throughout his career, he started a variety of companies. Now, beyond that, Tizer also hosts multiple podcasts, including Grind, Sell, Elevate, and my personal favorite of his, The Book Legion. I've linked both of those in the show notes. He also featured on episodes 57 and 98 of Broken Bulbs. But of course, we're here for the Broken Bulbs. Well, he got into business with a buddy who lacked the work ethic to really make things happen. That's coming up after the break. Hey guys, real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening and thank you for all the ways that you offer support, whether it's through reviews or sharing it with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of this episode. If you want to find more ways to support us, you can go to mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Again, that's mechoradio.com slash support. And with that, let's get on to today's show. Tizer Evans, ready to talk about yet another one of your broken bulbs? Yeah, absolutely, Alex. Fantastic. I'm excited to get into this one. This is kind of something we've had multiple conversations about on the podcast, which is who you should get into business with, whether it's hiring or choosing a partner. In this case, we're talking about choosing your best friend at the time as a business partner when you started a company back in 2013. Do you want to lay the groundwork for us here? What was going on? Yeah. So I, you know, my whole life, um, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and, um, and so I was, but I was always looking for that idea. I couldn't find the idea. I couldn't spark the idea. And finally it was, I'll never forget it. I was in Santa Barbara. I was in a Starbucks parking lot and this epiphany just hit me. Um, I got really into making craft beer. And so um, I was a home brewer and, but I'd also worked in the surf industry in college and everybody knows the surf industry, you know, you've got all kinds of really cool lifestyle brands, you know, that are really associated with surfing, like Quicksilver, O'Neill, right? Uh, Ruka, um, you know, Rip Curl, so Reef, all those companies are lifestyle brands in the surf industry. And I go, man, nothing like that caters like that to the people who are really into craft beer because people that are into beer are hardcore and it's really blown up now the last 10 years, but 2013, it was at the infancy stage. So I kind of recognized that and you could only find like cheesy beer shirts, but I noticed a trend on Instagram, which was still in its infancy stage, where people would take a beer and they would post it next to um, a glass, right? So showcasing what the, the, the beer looked like, but also showcasing the beer they had with the bottle. But what was interesting was that the pint glasses people were using, like one would be from Sierra Nevada, but they would be – the pint glass would be a Sierra Nevada pint glass, but they'd be showcasing it next to a stone brewing beer, uh, beer, beer bottle or can. And so I was like, wouldn't that be interesting if I, we made neutral proper glassware so people could showcase the beer without having two competing brands, 
but have artistic kind of um, logo and design around these different glasses. And like if you have a stout, you'll want to use a, a snifter like you'd use for brandy to drink. And there's all kinds of different reasons for this. I won't bore you with that. It's not part of the story. But anyway, so I called my best friend who was a graphic designer and I said, hey, dude, like I don't really have the skill set to design a logo or anything like that, but you do. And he was kind of down on his luck and and we'd been good friends for 10 years. So I said, hey, would let's, let's start like a, a craft beer lifestyle brand. And he goes, love it. Let's do it. And uh, so we did. So we started on this this mission and this journey of creating um, what we called Craft Loyal was the brand. And um, you're loyal to your craft, a lot of puns. And our, our tagline was the revolution is brewing. A lot of different ways you can interpret that. And, uh, dude, it took off. You know, we ended up selling in 50 different countries uh, across the world. Uh, we attended all kinds of festivals. And um, it would grow in re- really fast, really organically. But I wanted to take it to the next level. And that's where we started to have some issues. And so, you, I mean, you create this thing. It sounds really cool. Like, it, it sounds awesome. And it sounds like when you're telling the story, it sounds like, you know, and we were destined for greatness. But then what happened? So at the time when we both were working full time and my business partner at the time, he decided, you know, he was going to leave his company and um, dedicate to this full time, which was great because he was single, no kids. I was married with a kid with another one on the way. And I was working 60 hours a week. My wife owned a different business at that time. So she was crazy busy. And so I said, perfect, man, you can be our sales guy. You can go hit home brew stores, you know, do some network marketing online with people. And he just didn't do it. He decided to smoke pot and watch Netflix um, pretty much for a year. And at the end of the year, we were still kind of, you know, we still had traction. We were still growing, but not nearly at the volume we wanted. And I was waking up at 4, 4.30 and sending out all the packages. I was our shipping and receiving was my garage. And I was dealing with all the customer service stuff. And I was doing most of the, the, the uh, marketing and so I was kind of like, what is this dude, guys, this guys, what's he doing besides play on Instagram all day? And so they started to put a strain on the relationship. I just, you know, came to terms that this guy just doesn't have the work ethic. He may have the vision, but he doesn't have the work to back it up. And I do. And so um, I was approached by another friend of mine who started a, a large subscription box in the CrossFit space, which actually now is the largest uh, CrossFit subscription box in the world. And they wanted to buy in and turn our brand into a subscription box, which I love that model because it's predictable income. And um, so I said, great. You know, they were already doing three or four million in revenue. And he's like, you know, we can we can blow this thing up, get it to five, 10 million in revenue and maybe buy you out eventually. But you're the beer guy. So we need you. So great. So I go to my business partner and I go, Hey man, like, unfortunately I want to put together this deal. They're not going to do it with you. You've really, we've been at odds now for a year. Um, you got to go, you know, and I'll buy you out. You know, let me, based on what we're doing, here's a, here's a fair rate. And he was like, I will never sell. And I was like, that is not good. <laughs> so, you know, um, to, to save you through all the, the, the six months of drama I went through, I basically just said, hey, if you are not going to leave and you're not going to grow it, then I'm going to shut it down, unfortunately. And it, 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 he didn't want to do that because he thought he could take it to the next level. And so I let him buy me out. And, and ironically, he ended up shutting it down six months later. Um, so it taught me a very valuable lesson Um him and another partner bought me out. He, he got a, a brewery in San Diego to go in on the deal with him because he didn't have the funds. But irrespective of that, it taught me a valuable lesson about, uh, you know, making sure that you align yourself with people that have the same vision, 
but also the same work ethic and tenacity that you do. Uh, because if they don't align, man, you, you know, you're getting yourself in a bad position like I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and so many people, how, how many people have conversations with their buddy where, oh, how cool would this be? And then, and then suddenly, you know, now you're in business together. So how do you, how do you, I guess, wade through that and figure out, okay, should this be a thing between the two of us? Should I go off on my own? How do you determine in advance who might not be the greatest partner? Well, you got, I mean, you definitely got to take an inventory of what they've accomplished in their life. You know, if they're not someone who's ever started a business and they've never mentioned to you about starting a business and they're someone who's they're making thirty five or forty thousand dollars at their job right now, probably is a good indication they're not the most motivated person in the world. Um, you know, and it's really going back to that. I, I think that a part of me was trying to be too altruistic where I knew he was hurting and I knew he needed help. And I thought that maybe this would spur him to be motivated, right? And I think a lot of people come from that with friends or family members. They want to help elevate them. And not everybody's going to be on your level. So if you don't think that that person's on your level and it should be very apparent, then you need to back off. And uh, now the only person I would go into business with is my wife because she's she's a beast. I guess you got to find you got to find the right person, right? Uh, and, and you got to put that effort into finding it. Business isn't you know, necessarily a, a charity that you're, that you're running to help this person up. Of course, at the end of every episode, I like to leave some time for you to brag a little bit, for you to uh, share your stuff with us and tell us where we can go to find you. So take a moment here. Where can we find you and keep up with all of what you're doing? Yeah, thanks, Alex. So you can find all of my my content, course material, if you want to work with me with sales coaching and stuff like that at TizerEvans.com. Um, it's got everything you need to, to find out a bit more about me and, and what I've done. Fantastic. I'm going to have links to that and your podcast as well in the show notes so that people can check you out. And with that, I just want to say once again, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Alex. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening. Really take these decisions seriously. Is this going to be someone you can work with long-term? What are the terms of your agreement? And what do you expect from them? I've gotten into good and bad projects with different people. And this is something I've learned. You want to make sure you're upfront about that stuff. Special thank you to Ty Evans for joining me and being willing to talk about his broken bulbs. Be sure to check out his work, including his podcasts, all linked down in the show notes. You can also find him featured on episodes 57 and 98 of Broken Bulbs. And if you want to support Broken Bulbs and the rest of the work I do, please check out mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Again, that's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Or just click the first link in the show notes. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio, and we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Find. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson, and the music we use is by Brian Claxon and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.